This podcast is part of the Bad Wolf Network. Visit badwolf.com for information on all other shows. Hello and welcome to Running Down Corridors. I'm your host, Martin, and joining me this week, I have Sam. Hello. And Chris. Hello. Gentlemen, it's a new day. It's a new podcast. How are you doing? Yeah, not too bad. Yeah, good, thank you. Good, thank you. Guys, I thought we'd do something a little different this week. I have scoured the internet for one-star fan reviews of Doctor Who episodes. And I thought, I'll read you guys these reviews, and you've got to guess what the episode is. Some of them really surprised me, because they're for what are considered stone-cold modern classics. Some of them are like a paragraph, some are just one line, but I will give you the hint of saying they are all 2005 onwards. If there's a rule to follow, it's that every episode of Doctor Who is hated by someone. I'm looking forward to giving (laughs) this a go. All right, let me take my glasses off, because they're steaming up. Okay, so I'll go with one. This one might be a bit easy. But we'll go with it. Awful. They killed off the only likable character. I'd be surprised if this gets a second series. That rules out Face the Raven, doesn't it? They killed off the most likable character. Yeah. Oh, is it not the... Could it be the series one finale? With the with with parting is it parting of the way? No, I tell you, it is series one, but it's not that one. They killed off the most likable character. Well, it can't be for it can't be longest the. Um, longest game is it? Long game? No, no. No, I was about to say there can't be that many fans of Adam on there. <laughs> <laughs> Although Big Finish should probably pick that up as a series. If, uh, uh, he's the, done if some, Br- but then he had some <laughs> allegations around his name, and I think oh, they were yes, proven. He so yeah, he's, he's not uh, coming back. Uh, oh fuck him then! Okay. Just, uh, get, just get the guy and who's replaced him on Corey to be him instead. <laughs> <laughs> Two for one. That'd be brilliant. Do you, do you remember just quickly? Do you remember the rumours around the time of the Bad Wolf thing? When it was that coming to series, well, it was going to be him. the rumor that Adam, yeah, and he was going to be Davros, yeah, I remember the eye in the head, yeah, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> they also had uh, Norman Lovitz, who was uh, Holly in Red Dwarf, was meant to be playing Davros as well. It'd be good, that. actually. Oh yeah, I remember that one coming around. <laughs> I was disappointed when it turned out to be the Emperor. Uh, <laughs> What's going on then? Exterminating stuff, are we? <laughs> I'm trying to think so they killed off the most likable character. I don't know who they actually killed off in that that season. Would it be Boomtown? It's not Boomtown. Oh, because oh, I thought they killed off Blomfeld. Well, they didn't actually kill her off, did they? But I was thinking Blomfeld Fox was in it twice, uh, so that someone might have been attached to her. Yeah. So it's not the series finale. It's series one. That's all I'll give you a hint for. Oh, uh, end of the world. No. Oh. I reckon, no. is it not, is it? Is it Rose? Because they killed off, um, I've forgotten what's his name. Yeah, they killed off, yeah, they killed off Clive, played by Mark Benton. Oh. Clive. That's a review That's on it. Rose. I feel, I feel sad now. <laughs> I, feel, I feel sad now. I now remember Clive and... Yeah, he's, oh. in, uh, he's in the Rose Big Finish, which is pretty good. Oh, okay. Yeah. Is he? What is he doing that? Rose is traveling from parallel Earth to parallel Earth trying to find a doctor or a universe that has got a doctor. And she looks him up on another parallel oh, okay. Earth. So then he, he ends up traveling with her looking for the doctor. 
That's pretty cool. It's a really good audio. I'm still waiting for them to bring out the Clive files, where it's just like an investigation, and you find out that Clive has had all these previous incarnations <laughs> and encounters, and he doesn't realise. <laughs> I think I might nick that from the Big Boob box. That's actually podcast. a brilliant idea. Yeah. Yeah, I reckon there should be every generation of Clive's family. He should play him every generation. So he should play his dad and his granddad, his great-granddad. And each one of them has a different doctor that they stalk. <laughs> That'd be amazing. But this sounds like a book that James Goss should be writing. <laughs> All right, next episode. <laughs> Annoying characters and a poor plot. This story is only good if you enjoy cringing. Oh, love and monsters, surely. <laughs> no. Oh, oh. What, what was the last bit? I missed that. If you enjoy what? Cringing. Give a hint that it's a Capaldi episode. Oh, all right. If you're cringing, well, that narrows it down to how many episodes were we? <laughs> uh, uh, deep breath. No. Oh. The uh, was it was it called Knock? The one with the house in Bristol. No, it's not that one. Oh no. Oh, that that was a good guess though. That, that was, was a good guess. God, yeah, that was very cringy. <laughs> I actually like that one. Um, <laughs> No, I didn't, I didn't quite enjoy that. Although all the David Suchet is fantastic. The, no, it's crap. I've got to move on. Let me think. Something completely cringe-worthy. All right, do you want a hint? Is it, is it a Missy episode? No, she's not in this one. Yeah, have a hint. Matt yeah. Lucas is in it. Oh, oh that narrows it. Narrows it. Oh, it's not oh. Dr. Mysterio, is it? No. Is it the River Song one? The Husbands of River Song, yeah. Well done. I quite enjoyed Husbands of River Song. (laughs) I I like the ending of it. I thought it was quite good. And I'm not I'm not saying that in a heart in a sarcastic way. I love the the last scene with the Yeah, that's a beautiful scene actually. Yeah. Nardle on Doctor Who. I thought it was good fun. I like Nardle, yeah. All right, here we we go. Poor writing, (laughs) even poorer direction. The entire cast is out of their depth. William Hartnell is turning in his grave. God, God that's uh, anything past be, yeah. 1964. Whatever. <laughs> 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 I've heard that one on every episode. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> William Hartnell is turning in his my... grave. Like, he gives a shit what you say online, <laughs> not my doctor, pricks. My granddad has very much been not my doctor. Hashtag not my doctor since 1966. <laughs> he is very much... He says he just can't understand how the show continued when they swapped William Hartnell out. So he was the only one who took it seriously. They brought in that idiot Patrick Troughton and that even <laughs> bigger idiot John Perry. I don't know how it's still on telly because I was always a big fan of it as a kid with the classic series. Yeah. And he could, he said, well, the first one was good, but the rest were rubbish. Your dad watched all them. They were rubbish. And I was like, no, no, they're great. They're all good. And, you know, uh, my dad's favourite was, was Peter Davidson and then sort of moving forward. And then when it came back, I was like, oh, granddad, seen Doctor Who's coming back. And he was like, I cannot believe it. It's not really <laughs> So very much, he was the first. He was, he, he the, the original Doc, my doctor. Hmm? God, he you know, must have been royally pissed off watching the Five Doctors. Because who the fuck is that? <laughs> Do you know the first letter of complaint the BBC ever received about Doctor Who was in one of those caveman episodes? They got a complaint about the historical inaccuracies. Did they? Did they so miss? Nice did they miss the bit about the time traveling ship? <laughs> <laughs> 
God's sake, I, I've never understood that. But there were people that just go, oh, no, no, that was too far. That was just too far. Star Trek, for Christ's sake, <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> well, oh, this is possibly real. Who watches <laughs> Harry Potter and then goes, well, actually, that bit's not realistic. I, you know you upset a Doctor <laughs> Who fan, right? You just give the mm-hmm. new Doctor Who. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, there you go. <laughs> it's true what they're saying. No one complains more than a Doctor Who fan. <laughs> all right, so I'll give oh, you a God, hint no. for this one. This is a Tenant episode. Oh, all right. Oh, Journey's End? No. This is this is one that's considered quite a classic. Oh, okay, what's the review? <laughs> all right, here we go. I'll read it again. Poor writing, even poorer direction. The entire cast is out of their depth. William Hartnell is turning in his grave. Oh, right. Okay. And it's a really well-liked <laughs> Yeah, I'd say it's, it's up there with his most liked ones. Human Nature, Family of Blood? It's not. Every worst one, is it? But I'm not I'm trying to think. <laughs> I've now got to reverse that thinking. I've got to think of every good one. It's not, but you are close. Oh. Hmm. Oh, uh, sound of drums. So one of the top midnight. Uh, it's midnight. midnight. Oh, yeah. when you when you turning in it. <laughs> what the hell? That, that, it's like a Hitchcock. <laughs> That's why I said some of these are considered yeah. real classic. Well, he might not be turning over. His- He'll be turning over his grave because he'd be shitting himself. <laughs> or trying to get a better view of the telly. Like- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Reaching, right. for the re- reaching for the remote to turn up the sound or something. <laughs> All right, so I've got one that might be a little <laughs> bit easier. Okay. And this one's just one line, and it says, uh-huh. the Christmas special was killed for this. Oh, that's got to be uh, Resolution. Uh, the Revolution of the-, the Resolution of the Daleks, yeah. So what did you guys make of that one? The New Year one with Resolution. That's I, thought right. it wasn't, I thought it wasn't too bad. There were some bits that were crap. Like I think the only bit that really stuck out for me was the family going, what are we going to do now? Talk to each other. And it was like the most <laughs> cringeworthy before. I thought it was an advert. Yeah, You know what? New tablet, if, they you know? Had, if they had just put that on the DVD as like an extra, if they, and it was like, what was happening on Earth? And he saw a bunch of people in the house just standing there. That would have been quite funny. Yeah. No, aside from that, I quite enjoyed it. I remember some people didn't think it was Nick Briggs, his voice as a Dalek. They were like, <laughs> to be fair, I had doubts. I was like, this isn't quite right. I yeah. Thought, I thought that was a pretty decent one. Uh, I will say I was fed some misinformation before that special. I went for a Christmas drink with somebody who I think we both know, but I will I will <laughs> I will say I will keep them anonymous for this. And let's just say that this particular individual fed me some false information about this Christmas special. Uh, I mean, this New Year's special. Number one, they told me that the design was going to be the modern Dalek casing, but in the like Power of the Daleks colours, so it would be silver and blue. And then the weirdest thing of all, he said that the, that the voice was going to be Elizabeth Sladen's husband doing the Dalek voice. So where <laughs> right. he got that from, I have no idea. That sounds like something someone made up in production to see who was leaking Yeah, stuff. I was about to say that, yeah. It sounds like one of their leaked things to see. Yeah. Like, didn't Stephen Moffat do that? Sometimes they leaked bits, but no one picked up on it. No yeah. one actually shared it. And they said, we kept trying to put out all these false little bits, but no one was buying it. <laughs> well, JNT did it as well. He would invite fanzines over and then put episode titles up behind him to see which one was going to spoil it. Oh, wow. Because one of his titles was The Doctor's Wife, one of his fake ones. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
here's the next one, and I'll give you a hint. This is a Jodie Whittaker episode. Horrible. Couldn't make it to the end of the episode. I'm going to say the woman who fell to earth. Yeah. Wasn't that one. Praxis? Praxius? Nope. Uh, oh, it's not the Rosa Parks episode, is it? No, it's not. Thank God. Phew. <laughs> uh, if, if you we can avoid that <laughs> racial discrimination. Move on to what's the other one? Oh, it was. I can't think of the titles. They were all quite crap. The Something Conundrum. No, I will say it's a Series 12 episode. Oh, okay. In that case, oh. is it the one with the... I can't think of it again. The, the titles are gone to me. Is it the one that ended up with the... Director camera, don't fuck up your planet, sort of thing. No, surprisingly not. Uh, oh, God. Timeless children. Oh, I don't know. Timeless children? No. Oh, God, there were other episodes. It could be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm already out of episodes, if I'm honest. Yeah, they, they all sort of yeah. blend, didn't they? All right. Do you want me to tell you? No, no, no. no hang on. Go for it. I'll let oh, Chris is going to get it. Give us a hint. We were quite positive towards it when we reviewed it, all three of us. <laughs> oh, what, Spyfall? Uh, what's it? It was Spyfall. Uh, that was the only I one I remember us all being positive for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> well, I, I liked the the third, was it the, not the penultimate episode, but the one before that, I think I liked, when the cyber, the, the half cyber man came in. I thought that was a very good episode. Uh, mm. Yeah, and I thought, oh, that's going to be like a good, this is going to go into a good season finale. And then, oh my God. Then what? <laughs> Jesus. They always fuck it up at the wow. penalty line. It always brings you in hope. Yeah, it brings you back mm. in. I mean, I took a few episode break and then they brought that one. I said, you've got to check this one out. This one is pretty good. And then he hooks you back in and you go and watch it and you raise your hopes again. And then you end up going, ah, oh, that's why I wasn't watching anymore. <laughs> in an interview yeah. with Mandy Gill I was listening to recently, she was talking about the casting process and she didn't realize she was auditioning for Doctor Who. She she knew it was Andy Pryor and she knew he did hundreds of shows for the BBC. So she looked yeah, up yeah. his most recent thing and the most recent thing was class. And Bradley Walsh had already been announced as the companion. So she's like, well, it's not going to be a companion. And she thought it was just for two episodes. So she thought, well, I'm going to be a police officer in the spin-off class. And that's what she went in thinking she was going for. So it's quite interesting. Shall I move on to the other one? Okay. Yeah, go on. Okay. <laughs> All right. This one, yeah, most people feel this way, I would say. So, disgustingly insulting to William Hartnell's legacy. The last Jody one, isn't it? No, the, um, no, 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 no. Is it not the... No, this is a Capaldi one. The woman who fell to earth? No. Oh, Capaldi? Yeah, Capaldi. Oh. Oh, twice upon a time. Well done kind of oh, agree of course, with that yeah. I, don't, I don't think david bradley's performance was bad but it's just the way the character was written yeah yeah it was it just didn't work why they thought that a time traveling time lord sorry use the word time twice there but it emphasizes my point that why he would be stuck with the views of a 1960s chauvinist <laughs> which he never was like he was a grumpy no. man but he was never going around going barbara you can't do that you're a woman it was just like, you know, it was, you can't do that because I say so. It was never, you can't do that because you're a woman. Susan can't do that because she's a woman. We can all do this because we don't like black people. It wasn't, it was nothing like that. It was, <laughs> it was, it was so no. strange to make him this weird, this weird bigger. It's odd. 
Yeah, I also, well, to be honest, I find with Stephen Moffat and indeed also with Mark Gattis as well, is I find they are quite bad fan filmmakers. Even with things like Sherlock, what they do is they take essentially the wrong things about what made them who they were and then amplify it. You know, it's uh, like Sherlock Holmes wasn't a sociopathic cunt. You know, I'm afraid he wasn't. And Dracula wasn't how he appears in the series of things. You know, but that's this thing they picked on. It's like with Ian Hartnell, they just looked back and they went and said, right, okay, well, he was grumpy. He was never grumpy. He was hardly ever grumpy. I think it's a misconception. It's sort of like what some people think about that with Pete, with a Christopher Eccleston. They think they think he must be the grumpy one. Mm. No, that's just his Instagram. And I hope the planet turns round and shits on you. So caricaturing, really subtle on on something that isn't there at all. You're getting the wrong end of the stick, and I, 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 don't, I don't appreciate that. Yeah. I mean, like, otherwise you just look. It's like Patrick Trout. No, I agree with lunatic, that. But, but he wasn't. He was quite calculating. He's like with McCoy. McCoy wasn't always this dark, terrible person, you know, who orchestrated all these things. Mm. I think it's just a. It's always this case of you can pick and choose the wrong things if you're going to do an impression. Look at Trump. Like if you do an impression of Trump, <laughs> you naturally squint your you, you close your eyes to almost a point that you know, you, and and then just perch your lips and then start talking like that. <laughs> you know, and you think, right, well, that's it, really. That's all of it. But there are other aspects to the man, although actually probably not my best example. But the, <laughs> but, but it's hard, yeah, no, I just don't know why they went for that sort of attitude with it. There was no need to make that sort of comparison that because he was a 60s doctor that he condoned the racism. It's in the same way that people, mm. some point, they look back at John Pertwee and then they go, well, he was a bit of a chauvinist. Show us your tits and I'll tell you. In the thing, you know, as his doctor, you know, that Harry treats Joe as appalling and so on. But at the same time, if you watch his entire era, you know, that's not all he is. Yeah, you know there is actually he's mm. he's got his aristocratic way about him, but he does use does warm to you know other things, and I just think yeah, you just need to don't pick up on it's a it's a really it's not a great performance if you're just adapting on the worst little bits. Yeah, I agree with that. A couple of things, uh, basically backing what you're saying is that well, first of all, yeah, with the John Pertwee thing, I think sometimes he gets seen as like you were saying this sort of chauvinist guy, but actually I think someone I saw something recently that. I said that Joe saved the Doctor more than any modern companion did. Saved him so many times. If you go watch her full time on the show, the amount of times she breaks him out of something, talks him out of something, stops him from going too far, brings him back. She's she's almost like one of the most modern companions we had in the old series. It's it's really cleverly done. And another thing is with, with William Hartnell is that I never understood... It's a bit like you were saying with Patrick Tran. He, he comes across as the fool, but you, most of the time he's manipulating the situation and clowning around to get to, to cleverly get around something. And I always felt like with with Hartnell, he was always a bit like your drunken uncle who goes into a pub and you think he's going to get into a fight, but he ends up getting free drinks all night. And the greatest example of that is in the the Gunfighters, which is a very unpopular story, but I I really like it. And there's this great bit where he's basically facing everyone with guns, and he's kind of just trying to get a drink of milk from them. <laughs> that's it. They're saying, "Oh, you have a drink with us." He's, oh, well, if you change it to a little bit of milk, sir, that would be just perfect. And he gets away with it. He talks himself out of it. And you know, the, the only bit I did quite like about that episode was the bit when Capaldi's doing one of his modern era speeches, and he's like, "I'm the Doctor. 
I'm going to, and then it just cuts to him and he goes, who the hell do you think you are? Why are you telling him what you're <laughs> going to do? And I thought that was quite funny because there's no way any of the other doctors would just stand there and give them like their, their plans and stuff. Yeah. Have you guys heard any of the David Bradley Big Finish stuff? I've heard the first two he did. Very good. And I was I thought they were very, very good and they captured the essence of it. You have to sort of, you do have to suspend your belief a bit with them. Yeah. Because they're not they're clearly not sound alikes in any sense. But no, the essence of it is all there. I quite enjoyed them. I haven't actually listened to any of the others. The girl who plays Susan is eerily accurate she looks like her massively and she sounds like her she did that so well okay next one the biggest pile of baloney and mundanity i've ever seen in my life well that is uh that sounds really like john pertwee was doing an episode. <laughs> <Stop>. <laughs> any hint of which doctor it's a matt smith right do you think he's right or i didn't care for this episode Okay, let's try and narrow it down a bit. So I reckon something where it all got a little bit confusing. <laughs> I wonder where, which episode that could have been. <laughs> could be any of them. I actually did a diagram of all this Matt Smith timeline, which I need to somehow explain to people. I think losing my mind, it goes, okay, so you're with me. We start off here at the Pandorica Opens and then just move on. Is this one, is, I'm trying to think, is it his first year? I would say it's his third year. Right, okay. Oh, the journey to the centre of the TARDIS. No. Oh, could it be? Could it be the day of the Doctor? It's not the day of the Doctor, but you're in the right area. Time of the Doctor. Time of the Doctor, yeah. The greatest last-minute rush where we have 60 minutes to explain three years of story (laughs) and still... Waste half of it in a fucking kitchen with forgettable family members. <laughs> yeah, he didn't do that very well, Moffat, did he? He, he. No. I always felt like Russell T. Davis did that quite well, but Moffat couldn't ever build a backstory for any of the characters. I, I mean, Bill kind of works because she didn't have any family. <laughs> That's about it. I get yeah. the feeling Moffat expected Matt Smith to sign on the dotted line again. And he didn't. Yeah. He chose to have a career with Terminator Genesis. And <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, what a shame! Okay, shall I do the next one? Yeah, go on. All right, and this one mm. is considered a classic. Everybody mentions this in their favorite episodes whenever you talk to them. Honestly, the worst episode yet. Dull and boring, and I can't wait for this clown to regenerate. Oh. Waters of Mars? Oh, I'm... No. Oh. I'm going to say, uh, oh, it's gone. Heaven Sent? No. I'll say that it's a David oh. Tennant. David Tennant. Not End, oh. of, end of Time. When, that's, no, they wouldn't have said that. Journey's End? Not Blink. It is Blink. Oh, what? I don't know. I don't know. They, they, that's a red herring of the uh, regenerated bit, isn't it? <laughs> You've got to say he's hardly in it. What are you complaining about? This should be an episode you like. <laughs> <laughs> I really like Blink, and I've been reading the 13th, 10th Doctor crossover comic. It's set during Blink. It's set when Tennant and Martha are stuck on Earth. While they're battling the Weeping Angels, 13 and her team are dealing mm. with the Sea Devils. Oh, right. wow. So, oh, <laughs> yeah, they have, they have bits where 13 goes and interacts with Martha. Put that in the TV show. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's it's a really good comic. I love all these ideas that come in hindsight, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, okay, I've got one more. And, okay. well, this is this isn't... Well, I guess it is a clue, because it's an Eccleston. Okay, so let's right. go here. This episode has swung between ordinary and awful. The acting by all is terrible. I've been riveted to the reboot right from the very start, but this episode was just so boring... I didn't make it to the end. Shame on anyone who had anything to do with this mess. Boomtown. <laughs> it's not Boomtown. The long game? Dalek? No. Father's Day. It's not Father's Day. Oh. Empty Child. No. Dr. Narcissus. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. Bad Wolf. No. Uh, unquite Dead. Yes, the Unquite Dead. To be fair, I can kind of agree it is a slow-paced one, but I still think it's quite good. I think it's the closest thing to a Christmas story the Ninth Doctor had. It's a better Christmas story than yeah. half of them they did. Yeah. Yeah. It is a it is a a couple of years ago, my wife pointed to we I showed her a couple of Christmas episodes. She was like, let's watch all the Christmas episodes. And I included that one in there. So that's a Christmas episode. Okay, I've got one more left. This is the last one. No. Okay. <laughs> oh god. All right. Brilliant idea, but ultimately pointless. Rose is there to be a cunt. No more, no less. <laughs> <laughs> this is a harsh, harsh criticism of Father's Day. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I'm going to go for the episode Rose. No, no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> straight from the off, straight from the off. Strong words from the observer. <laughs> Call the episode uh, Cunt. <laughs> <laughs> oh Dalek no it's not Dalek <laughs> trying to think of episodes where Rose ruins things could be a lot uh... <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to Journey's End again uh, it's not Journey's End no what a strong strong opinion <laughs> <laughs> for, for a kid's for, it's a kid's show for Christ's sake oh <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's about as bad as my review, my comment on a uh, scrappy do. I was like, I went, I went on a proper rant with uh, my partner Liz, and I said, I said, we will talk about Scooby Doo. I said, yeah, well, at least as long as it hasn't got that little cunt scrappy in it, <laughs> that little fucker. Yeah, honestly, I felt, I just want to kick him. You know, he, he was an annoying little prick. Anyway, oh, is Rose actually in this episode? She because is, yeah. Oh, because I was thinking there's a lot of... I could apply that to most of season three. All right. Where ev everything, yeah, everything that Martha does is shadowed by Rose. So, <laughs> God, Christmas Invasion? Passing of the way? No, is it the, the series? It's a series four episode, I'll say that. A series four? Oh, no, the... Stolen the, the finale. Surely the finale. It's not. Turn left? Turn left, well done. Okay, that's pretty, oh, pretty strong. Like all right, well, I've reached my <laughs> limit of lists, guys. Um, that's all I have. Oh, yeah. I quite enjoyed that. Um, <laughs> yeah. All right, guys, I think this is the episode now. Yeah. Yeah. Look at the size of that thing, Doctor. Yes, Jamie, that is a big one. It's gigantic. It's so large, I can't get it all in. We'll leave it there. We'll be back next week with some more nonsense. 